Is Drake London the best receiver in the 2022 NFL draft? And if Brandon Cooks is traded, where should he go? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hello, everybody. I'm Kate Maju. You could follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And of course, as always, I'm joined by my lovely co host, Marcus Mosier. You could follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Be sure to give the show a follow so you never miss a beat at Lockdown Dynasty. Hit that subscribe button wherever you listen. Leave those very generous five-star reviews because they mean so very much. Marcus, uh, happy Monday. We've survived a, a Sunday without football. How empty is your heart? Uh, it, it's pretty empty. However, I did watch uh, some NFL prospects or some college prospects last night. Dived into uh, dove into the Euphoria, which is a terribly awesome show. Uh, but Kate, I'm excited today because first of all, it's a holiday. I didn't know it was a holiday until you texted me this morning. I guess it's President's Day or something like that. But also because we're going to talk about Drake London in these second and third segments. But before we do that, okay, we got a little bit of news this morning. Uh, according to, I believe, uh, Lance Zerline, uh, who is, works for the NFL.com, he hosts a radio station in Houston. He says that he believes that a Brandon Cooks trade is inevitable. Uh, and that's... Interesting, because Brandon Cooks is still a really good receiver. Another 1,000-yard season this year. Uh, if Brandon Cooks is traded, where would you like to see him go? Brandon Cooks is just absolutely fascinating, by the way. Uh, we we talk just endlessly about Mike Evans and his ability to generate 1,000-yard seasons. Mm -hmm. um, Brandon Cooks, he's had two back-to-back -back seasons of – a thousand receiving yards with the Houston Texans, like mm -hmm. a bad, bad offense. So we know he's got the juice left. All right. Uh, it definitely, it, if he lands on a suitable offense, this could be incredible news. Um, now I'm looking, I, I don't think any teams necessarily going to look at him as a clear cut wide receiver one. And I don't think they'll necessarily have to pay up. Um, you know, draft capital as though he is, you know, a top end wide receiver. So um, he's got a lot of potential landing spots here. Uh, I think maybe a, uh, a another stint with the New England Patriots. Mm. That could be a really interesting fit. Uh, it, it's, you know, interconference. So, uh, but, you know, it's not, uh, we're not looking at uh, interdivision here. So I, I don't, see that being a huge problem um but you know maybe reuniting him with a team like that maybe reuniting him with the saints it's kind of interesting because i feel like all of these teams he's had stints with in his career could kind of use some wide receiver help i agree um let's let's just talk about him just as a player since 2011 here are the, the players with at least uh, six seasons of 1,000 yards. It's Mike Evans, it's Julio Jones, it's Brandon Cooks, and it's DeAndre Hopkins. That is the list. 
Uh, Brendan Cooks was drafted in 2014, so he hasn't even had as many seasons as some of these other guys. All the guy does is produce, and I don't know why he's been moved so often. He's he got drafted by the Saints, got traded to the Patriots, got traded to the Rams, and now is on the Texans. He's still pretty young. He's only 28 years old. But Kate, I got a better landing spot. What if? What if? Mike, excuse me, Mike Williams leaves in free agency for the Chargers and Brandon Cooks goes to the uh, Los Angeles Chargers play with Justin Herbert. How would you like that for as a fit? I would absolutely love that because I think uh, Brandon Cooks, he's not, he, he doesn't have the size that you want out of Mike Evans or Mike Williams. Uh, darn, I'm I'm getting all my mics. I know. Uh, I did the same thing. Don't worry. I, I got the fumblies today. Um, I, Mike Evans. Oh my gosh, Marcus. It's what right. am I gonna do? Uh, Mike Mike Evans on the brain this morning, folks. Yeah. Um, it's it's going to be okay. Uh, but Mike Williams, he's kind of been uh pretty disappointing for his draft capital. Uh, for the upside that we know he has with his size, with his athleticism. Um, Brandon Cooks is kind of all of the production you want out of Mike Williams, just in a much smaller package. I also think Brandon Cooks is a, a value right now. Currently in Dynasty League football, he is wide receiver 39. Uh, he's actually younger than like Michael Thomas. Is That's kind of hard to believe, but Michael Thomas is ranked ahead of him right now. Hunter Renfro being drafted ahead of him. Even Alan Robinson, who is older than than Brandon Cooks, and I understand why. The, Brandon Cooks has had probably a higher ceiling, but man, Cooks is just so you know reliable. But my my question to you is, do you think there's a chance that his best dynasty landing spot and his best situation is actually still with the Texans rather than moving on to yet another team? Um, I I think maybe in terms of. Uh, just that that guaranteed prospect of being the number one. Uh, but I think there are plenty of other teams where he might have the potential. Like we we're talking about uh, running backs and how it doesn't feel like there's a lot of teams in the market for a running back. I think there's a lot of teams in need of a true wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think there are so many, so many places he could go. Um, you know, another another team that could be a good fit, uh, an interesting fit, uh, the Atlanta Falcons, who sure. we know might be moving on from Calvin Ridley. Um, they could use a very reliable playmaker like Brandon Cooks, especially when you know you've got the explosion out of Kyle Pitts. I think that could be absolutely fascinating to see the two of them work side by side. There's just a lot of potential landing spots here. Uh, even the Rams, like I said, going back to uh, which of these teams uh, could he have some, um, you know, possible reunification, re- reunification, re- is, which sure. one of those is a join word? Them. I don't even yeah. know. Uh, they might they could join up the Rams. Uh, you know, OBJ, we kind of thought that he'd sign again, but you have to assume that he's not going to be ready for the 2022 NFL season. Mm-hmm. Um like there could be a spot for him in LA. There's just so many possibilities. And I think similarly to his value in dynasty, I think he's just an undervalued NFL wide receiver um, who's going to be generally a bit more affordable than some of the flashier names out there. But I mean, looking at what Brandon cooks has done uh, for fantasy football, I mean, 
in his last four seasons, averaging 13.4 PPR points per game and has had a lot of disappointing, uh, disappointing outings here. But um, if we exclude his 2019 season, he's had a lot of production uh, sure. as a wide, a wide receiver two or better. Um, the floor just feels so safe. And I, I think, uh, you know, one of the interesting names you brought up here was Allen Robinson and their comparison. Um, Allen Robinson maybe feels like he has the higher ceiling, but I think we saw this year a player like Brandon Cooks has the much safer floor. I agree. Uh, Brandon Cooks is just a really reliable option, as you said. I think as we go forward, we're probably valuing him as a, what do you think, low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three. That feels about right, correct? That feels about right, but we know the upside is higher, and that's what's beautiful. And the price is so cheap right now. I'm looking at some recent trades on Dynasty League football. Brandon Cooks uh, for Allen Robinson, that's a little bit more about, you know, your appetite for upside. But Brandon Cooks for LaVisca Chanel, Brandon Cooks for Cam Akers, that one's interesting. Brandon Cooks for Adam Thielen, Brandon Cooks for Tyler Lockett, Brandon Cooks for Darius Slayton in a third-round pick. I think if, if you, I can, you're good. If I if I can trade Lavisca Chenault for Brandon Cooks Gone. straight up, my Gone. God, yep. done. Tattoo it onto my body because it's 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 done. Yeah. If you just need some more reliable depth and a reliable starter, I think Brandon Cooks. You can do that this offseason pretty cheaply, and he'll make your team better. He might not win you weeks, but if you're looking for somebody who's going to get you six for eighty pretty consistently, Brandon Cooks is your guy. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's take a quick break so we can get to the star of our show, and that is Drake London. But before we do that, we wanted to tell you guys about Built Bar. This time of the, of the year, so many people are giving up on their New Year's resolutions, but not us, because we've got Built Bar to help us out. Built Bars contain only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has like 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Plus, Built Bars just taste really good. And they got so many good flavors, including mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. And the new flavor this month is white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious, and Built is coming up with new flavors all the time. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, Kate, let's talk about USC wide receiver Drake London. And this one gets me really excited because I think this is a really fun prospect. So uh, a little bit of background information on him. Currently on Dynasty League football, he is actually wide receiver two, uh, excuse me, wide receiver three behind Garrett Wilson, which is a fairly new ranking, and Traylon Burks. Uh, But if you look at like the big media, if you're looking at Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, Daniel Jeremiah, Dane Brugler, He's the consensus wide receiver one in this class, and it feels pretty likely he goes inside of the top 15, if not inside of the top 10. What do you think about Drake London? Drake London is absolutely fascinating because watching him, uh, he's just such a big dude, uh, tall, 6'5". But you would think with some of that length, he'd lose some of that athleticism and agility, um, and, and he is just more versatile than that. Uh, he exited the 2021 uh, college football season as PFF's fourth most highly graded wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the analytics community can rejoice. It had a breakout age of 18.1, ran a 4.4 four 
ranks in the 99th percentile. Um, for those of you unfamiliar with breakout age, that's the the uh, you know threshold that that's the age where you uh, you know one of these wide receivers uh, accounts for at least 20 percent of their team's production on mm-hmm. offense. Um, and to do it at the age of 18 is absolutely incredible. Uh, he he was he was uh, very good at, at football. Um, but you know, I, I think what we have to be excited about is uh, the jump he made uh, from you know 20, uh, 2019 to 2020 to 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, we really saw some some big time development. Uh, led the NCAA last season in contested catches. He's just such an unstoppable force. Uh, and I, I like so physical, but can still run routes. And I think that's really hard to find that combination and that skill set when you're looking at such a big bodied wide receiver. I agree. Last 14 games he played. So remember, this is going to be a little weird with the, the COVID year in 2020. The USC only played six games and then he got hurt after uh, his eighth game this year. But last 14 games, Kate, he was averaging 113 yards per game. He was just a target monster. And I think what's so interesting about him is that when you get these bigger bodied receivers, and he's big, he's all of six foot five, 210 pounds, those guys tend to be a little stiffer, right? And a little bit more linear. And I don't really think that's the case. Like when you watch him, He's pretty smooth, and he gets it out of his breaks pretty well. Uh, and I just think he's somebody that's going to be able to win with uh, the route running, being able to run slants and all that kind of stuff early on in his career. The only question I have about him is the speed. I don't think he's fast at all, right? He's not a Mike Williams, not Mike Evans. Not Mike, he, he doesn't have that kind of <laughs> downfield speed. But he can win downfield, right? He wins in the same way that like a T. Higgins would win down the field with body control and catch radius and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so he is wins he with per- power, not right. necessarily with right. speed. And I think that's, I mean, that's that's fine. Uh, if we want to talk about um, his his background and maybe what makes him so able to do that, uh, former former basketball player. Uh, let's, yep. uh, you know, when I was like scouting some of his film, I kept getting uh, some of his uh, high school basketball tape popping up uh, and just forever will remind me of, uh, you know, any, any of these giant wide receivers, yep. tight ends, um, you know, shout out Jimmy Graham, who also played basketball. Um, they, they can get some air uh, They They can win with their bodies. And, that is exactly what Drake London can do. You mentioned how smooth he is. Um, like he is absolutely able to generate space, not just with, uh, with height or with, with catch radius. He's able to do that just by, um, you know, his, his route running. Uh, mm-hmm. It's much more refined mm-hmm. than you would typically see for a wide receiver of this size. Uh, I mean, in the, the 2020 season or 2021 season, excuse me, um, eight drops uh, ranked six and missed tackles forced among all wide receivers had 15 deep catches ranked 10th among wide receivers led the NCAA in contested catches. I can't get over that because mm-hmm. that is the kind of playmaking ability and clutchness that is going to make him uh, a, a reliable chain mover in the NFL. Um, 
he's versatile too. He made a jump uh, in the in this past season. Uh, primarily played out of the slot in his first two seasons with USC, um, and and made that transition made that transition out to the outside. Uh, and he he did so beautifully. So he, he can kind of play wherever you need him to in the field and find success either way. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think I think his game reminds me a little bit. I mean, some, these comps are not going to sound great, but I promise they're compliments. Uh, if you combine <laughs> like Kenny Galladay and Sidney Rice, who the Vikings had way back like in the 2010s that played with Brett Favre, like that kind of. Six four, six five receiver, but not overly physical, uh, but can win with the, their size. Not burners, but still can get open. I, I, I like Drake London a lot. I think he's a, a really good prospect. It's just, is he an elite prospect? I think that's what we don't know. I let's let's compare him to the receivers from last year, Kate. You know, you've got Jamar Chase, you've got Jalen Waddle, and Devontae Smith. Is it fair to say he would rank after those top three if you're just comparing them as prospects? Uh, I do think that's fair. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so then the question is, is he closer to like Rashad Bateman or is he closer to Devontae Smith? I'd say he's closer to Smith and Bateman, but cl- still clearly the number four receiver. I would agree. Um, I, you know, I think even if he were in last year's class, I think he would have emerged uh you know, again, closer to the, uh, you know, the Devonta Smiths of that class. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that, um, you know, Drake London's position uh, in this class is going to give him that edge because uh, it, it does seem like he's gaining traction as um, the first wide receiver that is projected to go off the board. And it's not really hard to see why. Um, there's, you know, I, I think, uh, after we take a quick break, we can discuss some of the potential landing sure. spots. Um, but there's, there's a lot of teams with, uh, some picks, you know, between like 10 and 20 that seem like they could be in the market for a wide receiver like Drake London. Do you think T Higgins, like as a ceiling comp is fair, like somebody like that, that's probably not going to be the most efficient receiver, but can just catch a bunch of passes and you can make some plays down the field. I do. And uh, the, the interesting thing too is, um, you know, T Higgins is uh, a wide receiver that I don't even think we've sniffed close to a ceiling yet. So uh, it'll be, it'll be pretty exciting to watch both of these guys play uh, in the NFL at the same time and, and see how their careers uh, take off from here. All right, let's take one more quick break so we can tell you guys about Bet Online. Football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam with both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fire coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to your favorite Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, let's talk about landing spots. And I've got to mention this. I've seen Todd McShay mock him to the Jets a million times this offseason. I think that's notable because he's really good friends with Joe Douglas, the GM with the Jets. He always has a great scoop on what they're going to do. Plus, they need a receiver. If if London went to the Jets at pick number 10, how would you feel about that? 
I think that would be a really great move uh, for the development of Zach Wilson. Um, you know, line him up outside uh, with with Corey Davis opposite. Play Elijah Moore out of the slot. I think sure. that would be just a fantastic cast of characters for Zach Wilson to make that next step at the NFL level. Um, they do have the tenth overall pick, so this is this is uh, kind of, of range, right, right? that that's the start of the range where I would uh, you know start to feel confident that this could be uh, you know the maybe where they're going. All right, um, let's go. Let's, let's keep I, going I like down that. some list of. Let's keep going down some more of these. Uh, Washington at pick eleven. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think Cleveland. I think they've got enough enough needs elsewhere that I, I I don't think they're like a wide receiver away from contending just yet. So fair enough. Uh, I'd I'd prefer to see them go elsewhere. Cleveland at pick thirteen. Love, 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 love. Um, I, you know, the Browns have made, uh, some investments in the wide receiver position. Uh, you know, they've taken like an Anthony Schwartz, they've got a Donovan Peoples Jones, but they don't, they, they still haven't found their, uh, wide receiver one. It wasn't Odell Beckham. They need a, a guy like, uh, I just think, I think this would be a really interesting fit as, a wide receiver one for them. Drake London could move the chains. He can, um, like I said, he can play outside. He can play out of the slot uh, if mm-hmm. you need him to. He's diverse enough um, that I think that this could provide the the Browns with a, a genuine wide receiver one. And I think that they're in a position, unlike uh, we said, the uh, Washington commanders that, uh, I, I don't think they have as many holes that they can afford to invest in an early wide receiver. And that would put them a lot closer to contending. Uh, I, I think that would be my favorite pick of the bunch. Uh, how about the Eagles at pick 15 and 16? Obviously they drafted Devontae Smith last year. Uh, they drafted Jalen Rager in 2020. Could they go receiver for in the first round for the third straight year? They could, but I wouldn't, I, the interesting thing, they have back-to-back picks, so they do have a little bit, uh, uh, you know, they have some draft capital to play around with here. Um, my only question, like, I, I think this would be a really great fit, uh, another player to line up, uh, you know, and get, again, Jalen Hurts, some of these playmakers, uh, advance his development as a passer would be such a great fit. But if you are Philadelphia, can you continue to invest first round picks in the wide receiver position when I feel like, I mean, Devonta Smith, uh, you know, obviously he's, um, I'm not questioning the Devonta Smith (laughs) pick whatsoever, but um, how many, how many first round picks can you invest in the wide receiver position before you need to address some of the other holes on your roster? I just don't think they have a lot of other holes on their team. I I don't. So I, I, I'm, I'm fine, especially with them having three first-round picks of the right receivers available to them. I, I think it makes sense. Uh, what about the Chargers at 17? We mentioned Mike Williams earlier in the show with maybe Brandon Cooks being an option. Do you think London would make sense, or do you think they'd be more likely to go after somebody with some actual speed? Um, you know, it, it's kind of interesting because one of the comps that I, I was seeing a lot for uh, Drake London was like a, a bit of a slower – um, and bigger Keenan Allen. So it would be kind of interesting to see uh, the two of these play together. Um, but 
I wouldn't be super crazy about this. I think, uh, and maybe it's, it's just the fact that I do, I feel like, you know, maybe the chargers will bring back Mike Williams. I, I think they will um, as well. Yeah. I, I think that like, it, it seems like they like the, the chemistry that he's got, uh, with Justin Herbert. And I feel like that's just kind of the rumblings we, we've been hearing yep. around the, around the bend. Um, I wouldn't be super crazy about this, but, um, you know, I brought this up with the Brandon Cooks trade, New Orleans Saints at 18. They're another team that has like a bunch of holes. So I don't know that this would necessarily make sense. But if you're looking to, um, you know, just start start building somewhere, they need some wide receiver help and they are in sort of the right range. Do I think that would be the smartest move for them? No, but they have the need and they're in the right range. Uh, any other teams that you want to mention before we move on? Uh, Patriots at 21. That's, okay. that's it. See, seems like that'd be the kind of wide receiver that Mac Jones would like, right? I, can, I, I, can I think so. A reliable chain mover um, who can just, uh, who can play downfield. He can play, um, you know, a, across the middle of the field just to, to secure that first down. Um Again, I just think Drake London is the type of wide receiver that is going to help um, the development of the quarterback just because of his reliability and um, the the big playability he has making contested catches. It, it, he's going to be fascinating to see where he lands because he could be an immediate producer at the NFL level. And the, the last team I'll... Last thing I'll mention just really quickly is Buffalo. They drafted 25. They would have to make a big move up to go get him. But that is the type of receiver I think would work really well with Josh Allen, right? Somebody who can really make plays down the seam, uh, you know, down, you know, on the short stuff. I think he would make a ton of sense. Uh, last thing, Kate, before we head out, we've previewed Traylon Burks and we've previewed Drake London now. Which receiver do you like better? Oh, they're both both big guys. I think um, for where, where we're at at this point in our discussion, I'm leaning Drake London. Uh, and, and that comes from, uh, I, I think he's just a little bit more, um, more fine for me, more refined. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I think he has the potential to make maybe a um, more immediate and profound impact. Um, but I think both of these guys have uh, incredibly high ceilings. I love their size. Uh, again, you mentioned, you know, the lack of speed there, but uh, they, they can definitely, I think be two receiving assets that have a, a quick impact, especially thanks to their size uh, at the next level. Yeah. I think I would. I Where are you leaning? You. Yeah. I think I would go London. I, I just, I feel like he's going to go higher in the draft. I think he is more, more refined, as you mentioned. And I just think he's going to be a target monster. He's so big that I think teams are just going to feed him. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree with you. So, but, all right, that is it for today's show. We want to thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, Matt and Ryan will be back tomorrow with uh, another receiver that is very, very interesting that still could be the first receiver drafted. I'm not going to spoil who that is, but speed, speed, speed. Uh, make sure you follow the show at Lockdown Dynasty. You can follow Kate at FF Ball Blast. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys back here on Friday.